Lane is in the building. <laughs> It might be. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to a very, very special episode of the Choso Podcast here on Swallow4.com. I'm your host, JG Smooth, and today is the much anticipated Choso special one on one sit down interview with UCO head football coach Nick Bobeck. Uh, again, a lot of work behind the scenes went into securing this interview. Um, so I hope you all enjoy. It's about 24 minutes or so. I uh, discuss a variety of topics. Um, about coach himself and 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 about UCL football. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy, and uh, I will talk to you all at the conclusion of the interview. We're joined by uh, UCL head coach Nick Bobek. Coach, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, you know, I talk about you a lot. Um, the uh, your your uh, sound bites from your from your post game press conferences to to our. Um, listeners, but I realized I didn't know a lot about you, so would you mind telling them a little bit about yourself? Oh, man. Goodness. Uh, you know, I'm an, I'm an Oklahoma kid. I grew up here here in the state. I grew up in Beaver, Oklahoma. I went to school here uh, at UCO, played football here, and uh, you know, got my coaching start here at the University of Central Oklahoma. You know, had two really good mentors. Uh, you know, obviously, Gary Howard was my coach here, and um, I started my coaching career under Chuck Langston, and um, you know I, I have I hold Chuck in great regard. Um, I know a lot of people here at UCO don't, but uh, I, I definitely do, and you know for the influence that he's had on my life. And uh, from here, I was able to to go to Navarro Junior College, and I was there for one semester. Um, coaching quarterbacks and receivers, and then I got an opportunity to go to Texas A&M, um, work under Dennis Franchoni for a for a semester and a season, and uh, which was a great experience as far as a, you know growth and opening my eyes to some different different ways of doing things, and um, you know, and then I had an opportunity to go back to Navarro Junior College as a as a uh, um, you know the offensive coordinator. And uh, there was a coaching change there, and then I had uh, I had that opportunity, and we made some great strides that 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 year. Ended up winning a conference championship in our first year, and uh, the head coach got a job at Lamar University. They were starting the program, they were restarting the program. I was kind of in the right place at the right time, and uh, you know was was able to get that job, and uh, we had a great deal of success, especially early on. Um, you know, had an opportunity in both of my first two years to play for a conference championship. Got beat. I was undefeated going into those games. We were undefeated going to those games and lost both of them. The third year, we found a way to win it, um, get into the national championship game, and then we won the national championship. And um, you know, the following year, had a, had a really good year and ended up getting this job. Um, and uh, when it came open and um, so it's kind of you know here it's been it's been a uh, it's been a ride. There's no question about that. You know it was 
we had 40, 46 kids on the team when we first got here and um, went through that first spring and it was tough. You know, we got our brains beat in the first two years. You know, I, I thought I was a pretty good coach um, when I first got here and then we go two and eight and two and eight. And uh, I figured out I wasn't nearly as good a football coach as I thought, and it had a lot to do with with players. And uh, but we've always recruited well. I've got great coaches that that I've been able to to work with, and um, you know, great group of kids that have bought into a way that we we like to do things. And you know, you're starting to kind of you're starting to kind of see it in these last several years. We're becoming a little bit more consistent. Um, you know, since 2014, you know, we had the dip in 2016 that um, was just a just a tough year, and, and really, did, I didn't do a great job that year. To be honest with you, as a, as a, as a coach and leader, um, you know, trying to get uh, trying to get that group uh, motivated to go play play good football, to turn the ball over, and, and uh, had some had some tough things go go against us that year. And, um, but man, this is a, it's a great place. I love, I love UCO being an alum and, um, you know, my family loves it here. I've got three kids and my wife has, has really become uh, connected within the community. And so we, we really enjoy Edmond, Oklahoma and, uh, really enjoy the University of Central Oklahoma and the people we get to work with here. Um, you mentioned, uh, recruiting, uh, what, 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 what do you and your staff look for in a pistol recruit? Well, the, the, the number one thing is you, we, we, we have core values that we, we believe in very much here, here at UCO. And number one is trust. Um, number two is character. And number three is effort. So, you know, you've got to be a, an individual that we can trust. You know, we're going to trust you starting off until you can, you prove that you can't be trusted. You know, and obviously there goes some homework into that, you know, figuring out who a, who a kid is um, before we bring them on campus. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, what type of character that bleeds directly into, into how much you can trust an individual. And, uh, and what type of competitive character he has as well, um, you know. So that's kind of a twofold, you know, double-edged. Sword. You know, we we term character as who are you when nobody's watching, um, you know. And obviously, you know, college kids are going to make college mistakes. And um, but our job, I believe, as much as anything as coaches, is to be mentors and uh, and try to help these young men to to grow into into productive adults you know there's not a lot of these guys you know typically um from division two programs they're gonna have an opportunity to go on and play in the nfl and make football a career as far as playing um so we have a greater in my opinion we have a greater um cause than than just football if if all of a young man does is, is come into this program and he gets a degree great you know and, and he plays football great you know, but, you know, I think I think that's all they do. That's the bare minimum. I think we failed as coaches. You know, the, the greatest pride that you get from, in my opinion, is when guys come back and they feel like, uh, you know, that they've, you know, football and, and the university itself has has, has positively infected, affected their lives and, and their families' lives. And then the last one is effort. I, I believe effort is, is, some people believe you can't teach effort or you don't need to teach effort. We emphasize effort in everything you do. I think effort's a life skill. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it takes great effort to be a great husband. 
you know, it takes great effort to be a great father. It's not, you don't just wake up and, and walk through life. You know, it, it takes effort and it's a, it's a choice every day to, to, to do what you're supposed to do, take care of the responsibilities that you have. And, um, you know, we teach that a great deal. And it's not just running the football on Saturdays. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's about, you know, making sure that you handle your grade checks, you're, you're in class every day, you're doing the things that you're supposed to do um, on and off the field. That takes effort because that's not really what the world tells us you know, is, is right. Um, so we, we, we talk about that a great deal, but most everything that we revolve around is, is, is life skills and, and finding kids that fit that, um, you know, is very important, you know, finding kids that want to do that, you know, and, um, you know, and, and not to say that, that young man can't make mistakes and make it here. That's definitely not the case. You know, that's definitely not the case, but we're going to help mold them and, and, uh, and develop them over the course of their time. Um, when those kids do uh, come back and say that the UCL has had a great impact on their life, what does that mean to you? Oh, man, it's a... It's, it's probably the most rewarding feeling that you get as a coach, to be quite honest with you, because we tell kids all the time in recruiting and, you know, while they're here, the, the four or five years that, you, that you're here at the University of Central Oklahoma, yeah, they're important, you know, but they're nowhere near as important as the 40 to 50 that follow. And, uh, you know, being able to kind of help kids get put off on the, on the right foot and get move, moving in the right direction, I think is really, uh, really the main objective of what, what college athletics is all about. I mean, there's a, there's an article in 2014 in Money Magazine where, where it was talking about the, the success of student athletes, collegiate student athletes in the world. Place and um, you know, and uh, the satisfaction levels were ten percent higher for former student athletes than it was for general population students. And um, you know, there, there's a lot of ways to be involved on campus. But I think the great thing that that, that collegiate athletics teaches is um, time management, money management friend management you have you, you you're learning how to work in teams you're learning how to overcome adversity there's a lot of things different things that can teach that but you really force feed it in 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 athletics you know because these 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 young men and young women on this campus and other campuses um you know they've got a they've got a great challenge in front of them as far as as far as what they do in comparison to a lot of others now there's a lot of other kids that are over there. They're working full-time jobs, and there's a lot of you no know, non-traditional students over there. They're working full-time jobs and have kids, and there's a lot of other ways to do it. But typically, the typical college student—that's kind of what what we're looking at coming straight out of high school. Um, you so you you coached at both the uh, JUCO level, the Division One level, and the D two level. What what would you say is the biggest difference between the D one and D two level? Money. Money. Oh yeah, and no question. <laughs> and you know, I say, and but kids are kids. Football's football. Scheme is scheme. You know, I, I tell kids that all the time. I mean, even kids coming out of high school, and, and I mean, you still run power the same way. I mean, you, you're you're. It's what's different is the verbiage, <laughs> you know. And and there's maybe some little techniques and stuff like that that are different, but. Um, you know, obviously at the division one level, so much money because of exposure and television and, 
um, and all that stuff. That's the I think that's the biggest deal at the Division One level, and then um, you know, and then junior, college, you know, it goes it goes down the line right. from there, really. And um, but I mean, football's football, you know, as far as coaching, kids are kids, you know, and and you know, I hear people tell all the time with kids these days, kids. Yeah, Kids haven't changed. People's changed, and, and the, you know society's changed. And I think that's, I think that's the thing is, is people want to have responsibility. People need to have um, somebody that that you know they need structure. You know, they, and, and people crave that. They just don't know what. <laughs> you know, they just don't know it. And then once they kind of get it, they figure it out. And, Oh, uh, this is this 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 is right. So um, that's that's you know, there's really not a huge difference of it other than the money. Um. So um. So this this year, you know, you guys had had lost um, a few playmakers from last season. Uh, Chad Stallard, Josh Crockett, and JT Lupra, along with other guys, started off kind of slow, but have picked up lately. I believe winning five out of your last six. What has what has been the key to the recent turnaround? You know, I think there's a lot, um, to be honest with you, that, that has gone into that. You know, early in the year, we, we knew we had a talented football team. You know, we had some attrition late in the summer um, that, that had a little bit to do with it, specifically on the defensive side of the football. And, uh, you know, and then we were young on the offensive line. You know, we were playing with one senior, and then we've had some – We've had some, you know, a revolving door at the quarterback position. It's been, it's been some, there's been some tough stuff. But, you know, early in the year when we were healthy, you know, the biggest thing is Pittsburgh State was really stinking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was the biggest part of it. And they were better than we were at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had, we, we came out here and, you know, we, we, we concentrate on six things in, in every football game is number one is don't beat yourself. You know, that has to do with penalties, missed assignments. Are you playing hard? Um, that, that stuff all goes into don't beat yourself. Well, in that football game, we end up with a we end up with a drop in the end zone where we end up having to having to kick field goal. Um, you know, we end up fumbling inside the um, inside the 20 yard line down here uh, against Nebraska Kearney, which we, we well, was in, in one of our other things that we talk about a great deal in, in, uh, in our plan for success is winning the turnover margin. That was the only turnover in that football game. Um, and, it, and we did it inside the red zone. Well, you go back now, you're going to red zone touchdowns. They don't talk about just red zone scores, it's red zone touchdowns. Um, so you're in the red zone and you don't come out with a touchdown or a field goal. So now you're now you're really behind the eight ball. It's a, you know essentially a seven point swing. You know you end up losing that football game by four points. There's a lot of the ifs and buts and all those type of things. Which you know we had an opportunity to win the game and and we didn't win the game. You go up late in the game and we don't get a stop. Um, and then we drive down. Um, you know, have an opportunity still late in the game to, to put the ball in the end zone and, and and don't get it done. But even if you're able to kick a field goal in that one situation down here where you turn the ball over, you at least can kick a field goal uh, or have an attempt at a field goal late in that football game and you still win the game, right. you know, because you lose the game by four. 
but you know, in Carney, what everybody didn't know is Carney's a good football team. You know, and they they they've beaten they've beaten some good football teams. And then, you know, we just completely laid an egg up at, at, uh, at Fort Hayes. Um, just didn't play very well at all. Um, there's there's really nothing behind that that I know of, other than you know we've uh, you know, we've we've challenged some people. We've we've had to move some people down depth charts and some different stuff like that. And it's, you know, we've got a football team that's playing pretty good right now. Um, we feel pretty good about, about who we are. And um, obviously we wish we'd have played better early in the year. I don't know that we'd have beat Pittsburgh State early in the year. They were, I think they were just better than us. You know, we screwed up the Nebraska Kearney game and that one's gonna haunt us, I think. I feel like that one's gonna haunt us probably um, here towards the end of this season. Um, but it is what it is. What do you? What, what can you do about it? There's no, no such thing as going backwards. So, uh, but we've got some kids that are that are believing in what they're doing right now, and they and they're playing hard. We've not turned to the football uh, for the most part, you know. You know, we've turned it over five times on the season, you know, but those turn turnovers are big, you know, turnovers are huge. Um, and uh, and we, when we're starting to create some turnovers, so we're plus six in the turnover margin on the season. And I think that's a big piece because statistically we're not, we're not tearing it up on the offensive side of the ball. We're, we are who we are. Um, you know, part of that's you know, kind of the turnover at the quarterback position. We're not running the ball real well like we have in the past. Um, but uh, we're finding a way to win football games. We're playing well on the defensive side of the ball, and and uh, we're playing physical on that side of the ball, which is which is 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 paramount as far as winning football games. You mentioned your quarterback shuffling. Uh, all three, I believe, have won a game for you. So, um, I guess my first question about that would be: How did you amass so much talent at quarterback at one time, <laughs> and then how do you uh, go about managing that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think the one of the greatest things in in sport is creating competition, and uh, you know those guys, those guys compete against each other, but they're also they're also really good friends. You know, all those guys support each other a very 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 great deal, and uh, you know, it's unfortunate that we've had the injuries that we've had. Um, but at the end of the day, that also just gives somebody else an opportunity, somebody else to step in. And um, it's kind of been the same thing. You know, it was, we had issues at the running back position last year, you know, that are somewhat similar. Um, we just, uh, you know, next guy in and, and you just go go play. So, uh, but those guys are, they're uber talented. You know, I, I, there was a big question mark about the quarterback position coming into the season and everybody was asking me all the time. I'm like, I mean, Keats Calhoun is the second all-time leading passer in the state of Oklahoma in high school history. I mean, there's no slouch right there, you know. You know, Chandler Garrett was a was a was a Wyoming signee going out of high school, and, and uh, um, Will Collins wins wins state championship as a senior, as a Gatorade Player of the Year, and signs with Louisiana Monroe. And, you know, there's talented kids there, and I think you know part of part of recruiting, I think, is just building relationships and being doing it the right way. You know, and when you do things the right way, you know, things end up coming back to you. Kids like Will Collins and, and, and Chandler Garrett, 
end up calling us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so you take those guys that, you know, when they have the opportunity to do so and when you treat people the right way and you treat the high school coaches in the state the right way and um, that stuff comes back to you and um, we're, we're, we're starting to get some of that. Uh, you mentioned um, your the physicality of your um, defense. One guy I noticed that's been physical as of late is um, Jakari Hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean to ask you about him. What uh, what about Jakari uh, do you like? He doesn't seem to be the biggest person, but he seems to really bring it when he's on the field. Uh, yeah, no, Jakari Jakari's a really good football player. You know, Jakari's kind of a crazy story because we signed him. Um, Two years before he actually started playing here, and uh, you know, he had some he had some academic issues coming out of junior college. Um, we stuck with him. Um, we kept working on him, and kept working on him, and kept working on him, and and he kept trying and trying and trying, and finally, you know, he he was ready to play last year, and then we found out right there before the season that he was going to have to redshirt, and uh, because there was a there was a the miscalculation um, in his GPA, which was disappointing for him, it was disappointing for all of us as coaches and, and, and a team. Uh, but he's, you know, it speaks to his character, the way that he's been able to stick with it and, and continue to push. And um, Jakar is a, a really talented kid. Um, you know, he's, he's got a kind of a natural, he's got really natural movement skills and has a really good feel for angles. And, and that's kind of what creates some of the explosiveness from him is, is, is the angles that he takes. And, um, you know, he just has a really good feel for space and that stuff's hard to teach. You either have that or you don't. And, uh, you know, and he's got it. That's no, there's no question about that. So we're, we're really proud of Jakari. Um, is there is there any players that have surprised you so far this season? Man, I, you know, I think Malik Walker is kind of an unsung hero on our football team. You know, he's a, he's a young man out of Spiro, Oklahoma, that came here, you know, out of junior college, went to NEO, um, came here with three years left um, to play and, and has – you know, he walked on, you know, earned a scholarship, worked his way up. Uh, the depth chart has, has really, even last year, was one of our most steady players, um, you know, towards the end of, of last season. was just a steady guy, you know, and, and, and you know, you can, you can always count. He's, he's, you know, goes back to trust and he goes back to character and, and, and those, those things he, he plays on every special team. So obviously there's a great deal of effort there and he's won special teams player of the week each of the last two weeks. It's not things that people see people aren't going to, he's not blowing anybody away with statistics or anything like that. But um, I think that guy has been a really, really, really good player for us this season. I don't know. Statistically, it's not going to show up, you know, but that guy is really, really solid and, and, and one of the best football players on our team. Has any um, position group surprised you so far? Man, I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the receiver group um, has, has, has surprised me somewhat. You know, you mentioned the two kids we lost last year in, in JT Looper and, and Josh Crockett, but um, we've got a really talented receiver group. Now they're young mm-hmm. and there's been some inconsistencies with that group. Um, but 
you know, that is a, that is a really talented group. And, and, you know, we're starting to kind of see them more, you know, round into shape here towards the end of the season. So, um, I'm excited to kind of see how they finish here and, and, uh, see if we can, we can continue to grow, uh, from a maturity standpoint with that group and, and be more consistent. You mentioned the uh, youth in that group. I know you have uh, Tyrone Howe, the true freshman that plays, and then uh, Mikhail Hall was a guy you were high on since signing day a couple of years ago from John Marshall. But I noticed the guy, uh, Ronald Monroe, I believe, um, has has made uh, more catches recently than he had before. What what, had, what has been the key to his? You know, you know, Ronald. Ronald just kind of has a feel. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife for that group. He, he he's older guy, and we don't have very many old guys in that group. And uh, you know, he can kind of fit some some different roles and so forth. So that's what puts him in a good good situation to uh, you know make plays on Saturdays. He, he knows what he's doing. You know, he's a guy that we. Um, you know, for the most part, can trust to put in in any situation, and, and he's going to function. Um, finally, uh, you have three games left on the season here. Uh, what do you want to see from your team to close out the season? You know, a big emphasis this week has been, you know, just concentrating on us. Um, and that's, I think, it's so easy to get caught up in, well, this happened against this team and they played this against this team and um, well their records this or, or whatever it may be and that's really not you know the point you know the point is is you know you have some intrinsic value um, about how you play about how you perform and, and the pride um, that you have about the the brand um, that you're putting on the on the field every week, you know, and that's, I think that's what, what these next several games are about. The thing we don't want to do, because everybody talks about Missouri Southern and NSU and, and they're, they're down, they are, it is what it is, you know, but, you know, they're, they're, they're college football players and, and they're good football players and, um, you know, they've got good coaches and, um, you know, you have to go play and play well um, every week. And it's not about necessarily what what records are or anything like that. You know, you get a little bit of a boost next week because it's a, it's a rivalry game. Um, but if you can finish strong, um, you know, hopefully you can you can you can win eight football games this 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 regular season and then see what happens. You know, I think we got an outside chance to get into the playoffs. Um, you know, I don't know how feasible that is. I think there's some there's some magic that has to happen to be able to do that. But um, I think you got a real chance to get into the bowl and been to a bowl game and and then go from there. And and, uh, and that's uh, but it's so it's one week at a time. All the cliche things that you hear over and over, but it really is. It's just you know concentrate on what we do. You know, make sure that you're playing to the brand, the toughest, hardest playing, most you know the toughest hardest playing most competitive football team on the field and then execute the six pieces of our plan for success and if you can do that you're going to win football games and it takes care of itself well coach again i appreciate you taking the time to uh talk to us we really appreciate it here on the uh podcast so again um this is uh the uh, show show here, a special um, with head coach Nick Nibobek. Coach, thank you for, for taking the time to talk to us. And I wish you the best of luck on the, the rest of the season. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys. 
So there you go. Um, again, thank you all for listening to the uh, very special episode of the Toso Podcast here, the first ever live interview uh, that we that we've had on the uh, on the show. Uh, hopefully, uh, it is the the first of many. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to get I'm gonna try to get a couple of more uh, in here um, at some point in in the near future. Um, I, I I have some I have some ideas for another special uh, in a couple of weeks for Senior Night that I am working on currently um, as well as something in the works for National Shining Day uh, and maybe spring spring football. So again, uh, I hope you all thoroughly uh, in, in thoroughly uh, in, enjoyed this this uh, special. Um, we'll be back back to regular social podcast uh, again next next week. So thank you all for, for listening. Uh, my name is JG Smooth and I will talk to you all later. Bye, have a beautiful time.